there were times uh, in my rookie season where I was just too focused on, okay, like I need to play, I need to perform at this level in order to, because it's a job and you know that um, at any moment it can kind of be stripped away from you. I think that's a little added level of pressure. And so Mm -hmm. that's definitely what I had to remind myself is that ultimately I'm here, I belong here and um, that I, I love this game. And I think that's, that's what's gotten me here. Hey everybody, Hannah Donnelly here for another episode of On Her Mark WNBA Edition. I have a fun conversation for you today with Veronica Burton. Today we talk about her rookie season, the biggest challenges in transitioning from college to the professional level. We talk about confidence building and how she's worked on that for her second year with the Dallas Wings. We also talk about the role her athletic family has had on her career and love of sports. Both of her parents were college athletes, her dad, a sports anchor here in Boston, and all of her siblings competed at the collegiate level. She reveals who is winning Burton Family Game Night and who is not. Some shade thrown there for sure. We also talk about her faith and how she developed it, how her family supported her, and how it's been so instrumental to her success. And in the offseason, she stayed here in the States, specifically Dallas, to compete in Athletes Unlimited. And she also played for an organization near and dear to her heart, the Ron Burton Training Village. If you're from Massachusetts, you might be familiar with it. But she tells us all about it, how her family is connected and why it's so important for her to get back there as often as possible. Veronica also explains last season's pivotal moment that really helped her remind her of her love of the game instead of getting bogged down in the professional and job aspect of it. And finally, we talk about being a role model for the next generation, something that hasn't quite sunk in with her yet, but she's very grateful for. She also talks about WNBA expansion because we know we need it. I absolutely loved chatting with this Boston girl, so enjoy my conversation with Veronica Burton. Veronica, I am so excited to talk to you. Another Boston girl, rookie season under your belt. Thanks for being here today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So year two, how are you feeling? How does this year compare to last year? Um, Walk me through what you're thinking right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Just excited. I think excited to kind of uh, get started again. It's been both a long and a quick off season. I think just long in terms of definitely uh, a lot of just kind of training and um, on and off the court. And so now kind of getting that first year down, I know what to expect um, in this upcoming season and just kind of mm-hmm. the level of play that the WNBA is. So uh, that's been especially helpful just in this, this past off season. But we also know, I know that training camp really goes quickly. So we have four to five days before our first preseason game. And so just, um, especially with our team, we kind of have a lot of new players, new coaching staff. And so we're just excited to kind of uh, get some practices under our belt and get started. When you look at the rookies coming in, you know, knowing exactly a year ago you were in their shoes, what's your best piece of advice for them? Yeah, one, to just enjoy it. And I would say also to just give yourself some grace. I think it's really easy, especially as athletes, now professional athletes, um, it's easy to be tough on ourselves. I mean, we've kind of always held ourselves to the highest of standards and sometimes uh, it's easy to kind of get down on yourself or uh, just when things aren't clicking right away, it's kind of, it can be a lot at times. So I think just giving ourselves and allowing ourselves that grace. Um, and I even, going into my second year, I'm kind of keeping that in mind as well. 
when you need reminders to give yourself back grace, where do you look to, where do you lean? Who do you lean on? Is it family, friends, coaching? For sure. I would say a bit of all the above. I think I have great teammates um, and a coaching staff from what I've seen so far, just Mm -hmm. kind of reminding me, encouraging me and uplifting me uh, throughout it all, which is especially helpful uh, going into this. And again, also my just other uh, players in the league too. I think I've had great kind of just role models around me. Uh, Natasha Cloud, Jewel Lloyd, uh, two phenomenal players in this league that I've I've really learned a lot from. And so I, I turn to them and they're really uplifting as well and just uh, really wise. So I try and kind of take that all in and then my family and friends, of course. And so you are, you're in a unique position where the WNBA had kind of, you know, for some players that are playing now, it, it, it wasn't as big or as strong as it is now, um, you had some of those players to look up to. So, you know, Natasha cloud being one of them. And, um, I mean, you look across the league and Diana Taurasi, um, Nafisa Collier, like you have these, these names who was, um, most intimidating and like for you to play against last season? Good question. Um, there were definitely quite a few. I think to play against definitely DT was up there. Um, Sylvia Fowles, I think obviously just owning the paint in that in that respect. I'd watched a lot of Courtney Vandersloot, um, mm-hmm. so I was really excited to kind of play against her. And um, again, I just knew how talented she was. So um, just so many of them. Chelsea Gray, um, a beast, obviously. And we just saw her continue to kind of get better and better. And so I would say those were were some of my tougher. Uh, matchups and just ones that I was really excited about. Uh, you obviously have people like Candace Parker, Asia Wilson, just kind of uh, Stewie, just going into those games. You're both excited, but uh, also know what they're capable of and know it's going to be a challenge for sure. So when was this, when did this become the dream for you, the WNBA? Um, I think I'd always had it uh, in the back of my head, but it's interesting because I think when you ask probably a lot of people, it's just been a dream from when they were, a young girl and for sure it's a dream come true I, I don't think I necessarily knew that this was what I wanted or this was honestly a possibility for me uh probably until early college uh yeah. late high school even and I had two older sisters that played basketball and so they really paved the way for me and I just kind of followed in their footsteps and I was just so uh blessed to be able to kind of learn from what they did and what they didn't do and for them uh they were kind of done with basketball after college and so I just kind of like all right like college will be it for me and then Mm -hmm. I'll figure out what I want to do and then as I kind of saw the success that I was able to have in college and just the time and the work that I was willing to put into it and that that wasn't really uh lessening with any year um I just kind of wanted to get better and better and so I would say freshman year college uh that's when I really made it my goal and I knew that that's where I wanted to be so tell me about about your family and the impact that they've had on your career because Mm -hmm. a a sports focused family being from Boston, we know, um, your dad, but also your, your siblings and your mom Mm -hmm. too. So talk to me about the growing up with such an athletic Burton family. Yeah. It's meant the world to me for sure. And it's just how, honestly, I wouldn't be here, uh, even close to here if it weren't for each and every one of them. And I think every person in my family kind of brings a new, uh, area of expertise and mm-hmm. uh, as you said my mom I think it can easily kind of get lost in there uh, but my mom was a swimmer and so she was top dog probably the best athlete in our house and so I think when it comes to just 
Um, she may not know the most about basketball now she does just because we've had so many siblings, but initially I think just the mental aspect of being uh, a high level athlete. I have learned so much from her just off the court as well. And uh, the time that my dad has put into me um, and my siblings and just the early mornings, we would get up before school. He'd be the first to knock on our door to wake us up and just kind of get those extra shots up. And he just really instilled in me uh, the work ethic. And that's something that I've never lost. And I think that's really ultimately what has allowed me to be in this position. And um, as you said, my siblings as well, I think it's, it can easily, uh, with just how sports centered we are, it can kind of easily be like, okay, is it overwhelming? Is it too much? But with my siblings, I think that's when it, it just becomes so much fun. And uh, they're my biggest supporters and they're, they're always calling me before and after games. And I think they just remind me to just enjoy the process and not let it all just be work and business. And, and, uh, so that's what they're great for. And that's an interesting thing that you, that you bring up because so many, you know, professional athletes, you know, got to where they are because of the love of the sport. And it can easily feel like a job where their moments last year, um, in your first, in, in your rookie season of playing professionally, that you had to remind yourself how much you loved the game and that it was, it's a job, but it's fun. A hundred percent, without a doubt. Um, I think that was a big kind of learning curve for me. And I think to this day, it's still uh, a learning curve for me and probably a, a lot of players in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say before all-star break, I was just, I've always been a bit hard on myself, but I think that's when I really realized just in college, it's so easy when you have school, you have, uh, you're living with your roommates and all these other people and you just, um, basketball is the fun part and, and it's great and it's so difficult and it's challenging, but, uh, that was just where you, okay, you get to play, you get to have fun, you get to uh, work towards your goals. And I think there were times, uh, in my rookie season where I was just too focused on, okay, like I need to play, I need to perform at this level in order to, because it's a job and you know that um, at any moment it can kind of be stripped away from you. I think that's a little added level of pressure. And so mm-hmm. that's definitely what I had to remind myself is that ultimately I'm here. I belong here and um, that I, I love this game. And I think that's, that's what's gotten me here. And so I think having all-star break um, and just kind of taking that time to myself, taking that time. I went back to Chicago, was with a lot of my Northwestern friends and just, mm-hmm. I, I started to realize, okay, like I have to let myself enjoy it because um, this is what I've wanted. This is, I'm right where I wanted to be and I've prayed for this and I've wanted this. And so let me, let me enjoy it. And let me just soak it all in because, uh, a lot of people would love to be where I'm at. And, um, and so I think that's where I kind of saw, saw that shift in my mindset. That's incredible that you were able to reflect on that. So early in your career, mm-hmm. truly to, to have that understanding and to balance. And I'm sure it's not a it's not like the flip of a switch and now it's, you know, it's, a, it's an ongoing thing. Um, but you know, then, then you come to the off season and for a lot of people talk about how long that is, which I don't think like a lot of outsiders understand that seven months off is a long time mm-hmm. to, like you said, right. You said it's long, but it's short and you, um, opted into athletes unlimited. Tell me about that experience, especially having it be in Dallas. Yeah. It was great that it was in Dallas, uh, especially just because uh, a lot of the fans that I had kind of gotten to know in the community um, in Dallas that had supported me at Wings Games were also able to attend the Athletes Unlimited Games. So that alone was just huge for me. And I've just gotten more comfortable in the city of Dallas and just kind of embraced it and um, have really enjoyed my time here. So it was was a bonus that it was uh, in Dallas for me, for sure. 
And again, AU, I think so many people talk about their favorite part about AU is just you get to really, one, you're playing such a a smaller community and you're Mm -hmm. in one place for six weeks and you really get to know each other and you have people kind of from all different uh, like walks of life and different times of their, in their basketball career. You have retired players, players that um, played in college and people that are playing currently in the W. So uh, I just love having that mixture of wisdom and knowledge and age and um, all that just kind of coming together on one court and in one uh, area. So I was able to just learn from so many people and just grow closer to the people that I'll be playing against this upcoming season. And so it was a great experience. I think it challenged me on the court for sure. It kind of got me a bit out of my comfort zone just because it's less structured than, say, a W or even the college kind of uh, games because you're you're rotating teams every week and mm-hmm. – uh, you don't have enough, you don't have a ton of time to prepare. So it definitely, I think, brought me out of my comfort zone in certain aspects, but uh, definitely made me better as well. So bringing you out of your comfort zone, you know, you often hear that that's where, where you grow. What, mm-hmm. what is something that you're going to take from those six weeks into this, you know, year two? Yeah, I think confidence is an area that I've, I've struggled with and especially on the court and just even last season and um, even in AU, I think just uh, being confident in what I bring to the table, being confident in, in my abilities offensively and defensively. I think it's really easy for kind of me to get uh, placed in that defensive mindset and for me to embrace it, but almost uh, too much where I just focus on that end. So I think confidence in my offense and um, that's what I'm looking to take for sure into season two. So you mentioned defense and that's definitely where you, where you stood out last year. Um, but you also tied a WNBA record. Are you, do you, you know this, do you know this, that you're know. the second person in WNBA history to go perfect at the free throw line? But Becky Hammond. Yeah. I did, yeah, I did hear that. That's a big deal. <laughs> How you. do you stay so calm and collected, especially your first season? I'm sure mm-hmm. that there is like these outside factors and all of a sudden you're at the line. Uh, how do you stay calm and collected to go 100%? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, free throws at the end of the day definitely comes down to just focus um, and poise at the line. I think um, I would have liked to go there more than I did, but um, I also just knew those those were the free points, and it's already hard enough to score in this league as is, so any free opportunity that I could get uh, to put some points on the board, that's what I was going to kind of uh, lock in on. And so um, – Free throws can go up and down depending on the season. I, I'm hoping to kind of keep that going, uh, mm-hmm. but it's definitely one just repetition. I mean, we we do free throws when we're tired all the time, and um, in games you're tired and you have outside noise and stuff like that. But I think just kind of locking in and remaining focused on that line. So you would be the person that I want. Remember, like when you were growing up, did you have the like end of practice you have to run suicides or sprints? And- <laughs> For sure. I'd be like, I, would, I, I love Veronica every time. There, for sure. But you do feel bad if you miss that one and everyone's back on the line, which I have done too. Yeah, I, we've all been there. We've all been there and we don't want to go back. For, That's sure. for sure. So with a unique part of AU is that there is a charity component of it. And you played for some for the uh, Ron Burton training village, which I know is it's here in Massachusetts, but it's something that's super special to you. Talk to us about that and and the significance it played in your life. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the Ron Burton Training Village was kind of a nonprofit that my grandfather, Ron Burton, had started uh, many years ago. And uh, he passed away when I was three. So unfortunately, I kind of didn't really get to know him personally too much. But just 
through the stories and just kind of through the accomplishments and and more so just by the way people describe him as a person. I think that's really what I try and follow as as an athlete and as a person. Um, and he was able to give back. He he really cared about giving back to the community. Um, and so one way in which he did that was starting this village in which a lot of kind of uh, maybe underprivileged or, or just uh, a lot of yeah opportunities for kids that may not kind of get the the same resources. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of one athletic based, um, education based, spiritual based, and uh, faith has played a major role in, in my life and just kind of in my career and where I've come. And so uh, RBTV is what we call it is, is very centered on that. And so growing up, it it's also just evolved in so many ways. Growing up, it was five weeks um, over the summer for around 120 boys. Um, now there's also a girls program, which I'm thankful for. Uh, it's about time we did that, but um, five weeks where you would get up at around five in the morning, four thirty in the morning, and run seven miles, uh, except for the weekends. And so that alone, obviously, very physically, mentally taxing. But uh, I was right there along them doing it for sure. And it's just uh, grown. It's helped me grow in just so many areas of my life, and has kind of instilled pillars of just uh, the, the four pillars there: love, peace, patience, and humility. And I think that's kind of what I've tried to live by. And, um, just the relationships as well. I think it's just, I've, mm-hmm. some of my lifelong brothers are there and, um, uh, my sisters as well now. And, uh, I'm just extremely thankful. It's a beautiful place, um, mm-hmm. in Hubbardston, Massachusetts. And so every summer I try and get back there, obviously now with season. And, uh, when I was in college, we had summer school. Uh, so I haven't been able to kind of go as much, but anytime I can get back there, I can, it's the most peaceful place and uh, a place I'll cherish in my heart forever, for sure. And just allows me to, to connect with, uh, the younger generations. Absolutely. There's a couple things I, I want to dive into there. Um, your faith, that's mm-hmm. something that you've been vocal about. And I think is important, is an important thing to talk about, right. When mm-hmm. it comes to your success, when, where did, when, and where did you find the confidence to be vocal about it with, um, teammates and friends and yeah. from a pretty young age, mm-hmm. I think it, it's, uh, helped me just it's been in my family. I think just yeah. how how centered we kind of made that in our lives. Um, it was something that I never really wanted or cared to hide. I was never really um, embarrassed about it or, or I don't know. It's just something that I'm so passionate about. And I think yeah. that has really just shaped who I am. And so um, I, yeah, I think it's just kind of obvious if I'm praying before games, I'm doing devotion before games, people ask me. Um, and so I would say high school, uh, is when I really kind of, if people were interested, I would kind of bring them along. We would pray before mm-hmm. games as a team, um, college, definitely depending on, I had a few teammates that were, were also pretty strong in their faith. And so we would have those conversations. We would, uh, do devotions, whatever it may be. And, uh, I'm fortunate that even in the W now we kind of have chapel and, um, before games. And so I just kind of, I'm always looking to kind of grow in my faith and, um, remain steady. I think there's a lot of times, especially just, becoming an adult going through college to mm-hmm. to now where where it's easy to lose sight of it and it's easy to kind of get caught up in whatever I'm doing and so um that's just something I try and remind myself to is just to kind of remember what got me here what keeps me grounded and uh that definitely is my faith I think it's really wonderful because I think you're a role model for so many people to um to share that and to look up to and that kind of taps into the second part there is, is this next generation and giving back to this next generation, inspiring them. 
Um, when you have young people at your games now in the community and come up to you and say like, I want to be like you, is that real yet? Has that sunk in? I don't know if it ever fully will. Um, for sure. I think just, it's something that I never knew, like I could be, I would say, and I never really saw it in my future. I think it's just, honestly, I'm just in a blessed position to, to be able to look into the stands and see uh, young girls and young boys wearing wearing my jersey or having signs for me and uh, just coming up and being asking for advice or, or stuff like that. Um, I don't think I'll ever get tired of it. I don't think I'll ever really fully just be like, yeah, this is normal. Um, but it's just a blessing, if I'm being honest. And um, just to be able to have that any sort of impact on any young kid in sports uh, is something that I hope to just kind of continue and uh, really just take time, whatever, whatever may be. It could be after a win, after a loss, after my best game or my worst. I think just taking that time to kind of want to acknowledge the younger generation, but to also just give back whatever may, that may look like uh, is super important to me. Growing up, you had the support of your family. You had your faith. Mm -hmm. uh, did you ever, was there ever an, an experience though in sports where you felt uh, othered or left out or that you didn't have the same opportunity as someone else, mm -hmm. uh, at, at, whether it was basketball or another sport? Yeah, I wouldn't say I necessarily felt like othered or anything like that. I think obviously there's a big talk just between kind of women and men uh, in mm -hmm. sports. And that's obviously something that we're still fighting for um, being a woman in sports, uh, mm -hmm. being a black woman in sports, I think, just throughout college, we kind of saw, especially just kind of through the Black Lives Matter protests and just kind of having those important conversations was a time where uh, we really kind of had to tone uh, key in on it and have the have the hard conversations and make sure that our voices were being heard because a lot of times they aren't. And so um, whether it be the NCAA tournament where uh, and when we were in San Antonio and we just had significantly less kind of resources than uh, in comparison to the men's tournament and it finally kind of got exposed and put on display um i think that uh just you'll see that honestly in, in basketball but in any any sport as a woman mm -hmm. and so i think um we were fortunate to kind of that one was a bigger one and that one kind of got on a bigger stage but there's so many just discrepancies and and times where uh we just kind of have to accept it and take sit back and just take it and so I think the women's game is just continuing to grow and evolve and uh, we're fortunate for that, but it's important that we continue to have the conversations and continue to kind of uh, bring awareness to that. Absolutely. And I think, you know, last, just last year, we celebrated the 50th anniversary of title mm -hmm. nine. And uh, some people look at that and say, well, yeah, 50 years of title nine, we're problem <laughs> solved. Like we are where we need to go. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I commend you for continuing those conversations because that's, that's what's going to help. So when you look at the W, what is your hope for the next 10 years? Yeah, I would say just a lot of continued growth and expansion. I think obviously getting, um, and it's not going to be easy, but getting a few more teams. I think we're just, we have way too many talented young women uh, coming out of college that can easily play in the W, but that don't get the opportunity. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously I'm fortunate to, to have a spot on a team right now, but um, at any given moment that can be stripped away. And a lot of people deserve to be in this league that aren't just because of uh, spots alone and teams mm -hmm. um, alone. So I think just growing that um, and having more opportunities. And then obviously uh, the other details, whether it be chartered flights, um, to take care of our bodies in between uh, games and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And just, I think continuing to 
to listen to the W players and listen to kind of the the wants and needs of the players and just the viewership. I think we made a big step forward uh, being able to kind of get those televised games on ION, but continuing to get the exposure and the stories told of the players of the league because mm-hmm. we have a lot of great players. We have a lot of great stories to be told. And so I think just that uh, the viewership thing and getting that out there is huge. 100%. Couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more. Um, one thing that I also love about the W is that all of you are incredible basketball players, but are individuals and you're humans mm-hmm. and you're, uh, have other interests and passions and, and share those with people. So what is something about Veronica Burton that people don't know, but should know? Um, it's a good question. I think the first one I always say, but now more and more people obviously do know that is just the faith aspect, um, mm-hmm. how strong I am in my faith and how passionate I am about that, because I think that really is uh, a major component to who I am as a person mm-hmm. on off the court. Um, I would say that's the main one. And just, I love games. I'm very competitive in general. I love like board starting games? pickleball. I love spike oh. ball, mm-hmm. ping pong. I love board games too. Sorry, Monopoly, all that. Card games. I'm a big gamer in general outside of basketball. So I'm confident in those games as well. So what does a Burton family game night look like? Oh, it's hectic. We'll do a lot of ping pong. We have a big, uh, big old ping pong table, uh, right in our living room. So that's the that's the main one where a lot of trash talk can come out. That and then we're big on spades as well. Who normally wins? That's an argument. Oh. Um, I'll say my brother Austin holds his own. I will say my dad is big on ping pong. <laughs> I would say it's between. My dad and my brother, Austin, but I'm right up there. But if you ask any sister, we all agree, Kayla, she'll get mad at me for this. Kayla's the worst. Well, I'll agree on that. But you won't say who's best, but you'll say who's worst. Okay. Yeah, we can all agree on Kayla. And I'm sure if she sees this, she'll she'll give me a little heat for that. But well, maybe it will lay a little fire. So (laughs) I love that. And, you know, I really appreciate your time. And I, I, one final question for you, when things get tough, uh, do you have a mantra that you lean on? Um, I would say when things get tough, first I'm going to pray. It's my first thing. And then I've been big on kind of just, uh, journaling a little bit more and just Mm -hmm. kind of finding it, finding whatever outlet is possible because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, things will get better. Um, and yeah, so I would say that just finding an outlet of any way, whether it be going for a walk outside a journal, whatever, whatever that looks like, because in any area, wherever we're at, uh, it can be overwhelming. So just 100%. give yourself that. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time. Best of luck this season. And when you're back in Boston, feel free to to swing on by the studio. Awesome. I would love to. Thank (laughs) you so much for having me. Veronica and the Dallas Wings start their regular season Saturday, May 20th against the Atlanta Dream. All right, you guys, that does it for me. Remember, listen to more player podcasts right here on the podcast platform or head over to the NBC Sports Boston YouTube page where you can watch the interviews. And that does it for me. I'll catch you guys next time.